Welcome back to By Jove. This week I have my favorite tea. It is chocolate hazelnut decaf because it is almost nine o'clock at night. From Stash Premium Tea. It is a recherche tea. It is premium. And unfortunately, I couldn't find it at Walmart today. Or not today. I looked. Well, I was at Walmart today, but I looked like a few days ago. Not that I spend a lot of time at Walmart. Okay, maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Who's to know? Anyway, I digress. Uh, hopefully I can find it somewhere else. It's kind of, um, I bought it a while ago. I don't drink a lot of tea, but then I go into spouts of tea drinking. And this one's my favorite. So I hope it's not like discontinued because that would be depressing. So how was your Monday? Mine was good. If you remember from the episode last week, I challenged you to wake up on Monday and try to just speak some positivity into it. Like, I am happy to get up today. I am happy that it's Monday. What have you, whatever is your cup of tea. Uh, I didn't actually say those words when I woke up, but I did remember the exercise. And so I put on a positive face and a positive attitude. And part of that could be the fact that I woke up able to breathe, which is kind of a weird thing to say, but I'll give you the backstory so that you're not, you know, weirded out by my conversation. I have had a sinus infection for a while and it gets really bad at night. And uh, I had just gone to a Young Living Oils party, you know, like kind of like the Tupperware parties back in the day. The host was talking about uh, this oil blend called Raven and how it helps respiratory and such. And so I was like, oh, hey, I have a sinus infection. Maybe I should, uh, you know, try that out. So I diffused it in the middle of the night. Well, not in the, when I went to bed, I diffused it and I rubbed it all over my chest up towards my throat and went to bed. And like, <laughs> it was the most glorious thing in the world in the middle of the night. I woke up and I was like, oh. I can breathe through both of my nostrils, both at the same time. Do you know how amazing that is when you are sick? That is like the best thing in the world. So that was fun. I'm going to do it again tonight to just really try to kill that and get it out of me. So definitely a good time for tea too because it really soothes the sinuses. So my Monday started out being able to breathe. That's always nice. I got a little bit of writing done, and if I can get just a little bit done at the beginning of the day, I count that as a victory, especially when my friend is, like, hampering me, like, where are these chapters? I need chapters. I swear, she is, like, an editor. She gets on your case if you don't give her stuff to read, which is nice, because she's also, like, a guinea pig. I can test out different stories and ideas on her. So I did that. That was good. And then I went to work and that was basically it. That, 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 was, that was it. That was my day. And it, it wasn't difficult. It wasn't like, oh my goodness, it's a Monday. And it really, you know, it really does help to just go into that day with the intention of being positive and looking to have a good day. And it was good. It was good. Um, so please tell me how your Monday went. Any Monday, any Monday at all, or any day at all, or any year, just 
talk to me. I'm lonely. I need somebody to talk to. That's why I'm talking into a microphone right now, hoping to make friends. Um, this, this week, so last week I talked about, you know, uh, not wasting your time being grumpy and trying to be positive and such. This week I want to talk to you about making an impact on other people's lives. And by that, I mean, I'm going to make you feel really bad about not doing enough to help others. Not really. I'm, I'm. These are, like I said before, these are kind of like a, a reminder for me and to, to do, to better myself. So I put them on an episode and then that week I go and work on it. So last week it was actually pretty, um, pretty easy to try to be a little bit more positive. I, I liked that. So now this week, what we're going to work on is trying to impact people's lives. Now, I don't know if this is true. I don't think this is true for everyone, but I have a soft spot for, uh, for kids, especially teenagers. I think that teenagers are given a bad rep and probably rightfully so. I mean, some of them are kind of a little snotty out there, but, but I think that, I think that they're not given enough of a chance and maybe brushed aside these days. And I kind of, I have a lot of hope for the next generation and I have a lot of hope for teenagers and I really want to see them thrive and grow. So I am actually getting ready for my summer job where I get to boss a bunch of teenagers around. And that's why I like that job so much. Nah, well, I, that's part of the reason. I just, I really enjoy this uh, summer job and being around the people that, that work there and trying to impact their lives. So this last week we had orientation for my department. I work at a theme park up uh, in the Pacific Northwest. If you're really clever with Google, you probably figure out which one, but I'm not going to say only just to be a little bit mysterious. And uh, so I went to orientation and caught up with some old co-workers and you know, everybody, it's like going back to school, I guess, and it's, it's just kind of great. And uh, one of the kids there, you know, I honestly don't know how old he is. I think he's like 16 or 17. Um, he comes up to me and he says, I still remember what you told me last summer. And I was touched. I was like, you remember something I told you? Like, here I am out to try to to influence these kids and help them have a better life and help them to go into adulthood armed with some confidence and it's working. He remembers something that I told him last summer. I was so pleased. And he says, yeah, remember, remember when that older lady was flirting with me? I was like, what? Uh, no. So then he goes into a little bit more detail and explains, you know, this this, uh, guest flirting with him, which I don't think is all right, but I'll get into that later. And he, he was uncomfortable with it. It it was innocent enough, though. She wasn't like some creepy predator. Um, But I, (laughs) he said that my response to that, we, we were talking privately, not in front of any guests or anything. He was telling me about it. And 
as a joke and I want to make sure everybody knows I was joking. He knew I was joking. You know, I like to be sarcastic when, when it's appropriate and when, uh, when everyone knows, you know, cause I was like, Oh my goodness, she was really. So I told him <laughs> next time someone is flirting with you, that is obviously, you know, 55 years old, just tell them. I'm sorry, I don't date anyone who is old enough to order the meatloaf off of the senior menu at Denny's. And first of all, I, well, I burst out laughing because I couldn't believe that I was that witty at one point in my life last year. But I can't believe I said that, that to him. But um, like I said, in context, he knew I was joking and we were joking about the whole situation. And I, um, of course, later on had... After, after all the jokes died down and everything, I told him, no, really, if you're uncomfortable, come and get me if you, if you want. And I will, I will I basically tell them I will protect you and I will call security too. If I need to call security, what, what have you, whatever. Um, I don't like it when people make my, my, uh, employees, my cast members feel uncomfortable. I don't think anyone should make anyone else feel uncomfortable intentionally. But I thought that was hilarious that that was what stuck with him the most out of that summer <laughs> was was my advice on how to do how to with humor <laughs> deal with uh, with the, that sort of uncomfortable situation. Of course, I told him not to tell our guests that. I think everyone should know that I he, he knew I was just kidding and not to really say that. But that I guess that's how I'm impacting people's lives. I... I guess that's going to be my legacy. <laughs> you never know. You never know what uh, what you say and how that's going to impact somebody's life and how they're going to, if they're going to carry that with them forever. I mean, this kid was thinking about it a year later and who knows, maybe he'll be telling that story for the rest of his life. He certainly thought it was funny and I'm glad he did and <laughs> I'm glad I said something at least worthwhile. Um, but, but I, I love that. I, I love working with those teenagers and trying to just give them a good, a good influence. I joke around a lot, but I always make sure they know when, when it's joking and when I'm being serious and I always put disclaimers, but I was going to say, you don't really know who you're having an impact on, even in a small way, even in being rude and shoving past some woman in the line at Walmart or something or as small as telling somebody happy Monday you don't know if what you say is going to go with that person for the rest of their lives and that is also a very scary thing to think because like how many embarrassing things have I done in my life that somebody went home and told their family and their friends and now it's like Maybe something I said is is an inside joke and they say it. You, you don't know. What if somebody like says something I said all the time and everyone laughs at it? I don't, who knows. But let's just think about this positively. Who are some people in your lives that uh, make a big difference in your life just by being there but seem like they're kind of have a small role? Your first thought would be, well, my... My friends and family, obviously. Well, that's a big role in your life. I'm talking about the small roles. Uh, for me, baristas. I love my baristas. We are like 
practically the coffee capital of America here, and I only mean that because we have coffee shops, drive through uh, little coffee huts on every corner practically, and you can get coffee at any given moment, unless it's 1am. I don't think anyone's open at 1am, but I'll have to double check on that. There are some places where the coffee's pretty good, but the baristas are even better, and you go there just to see the baristas. It's a thing. It's a thing for me, anyway. You go there because there's this experience. You you are having a bad day. You're tired. You just need an afternoon pick-me-up. You're on your way to work. What have you. And then you're thinking, my goodness, I'm going to go get a coffee. But I'm not going to go get a coffee from a cranky, grumpy, 23-year-old college student who hates her job. No, 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 no. You're going to go to one of the coffee drive throughs that employ those happy coffee baristas that I don't know how they do it but they always manage to seem happy to see you and I think it's a superpower I want to personally thank all baristas that I have that that have ever just been in a great mood and served coffee at 6 a.m I mean my goodness you guys are superheroes you're what keeps this country going they're talkative they're energetic, they they have good recommendations for coffee, and if you're if we're on a roll here, sometimes they even make really good coffee. Not all baristas make good coffee. That's okay. They they maybe they need to work on it. It's fine. But then you get the ones that it's just like double prizes. They're really fun. They're really awesome. They're really sweet. They're really nice, and they make good coffee. I've had a few really good baristas and it's always pleasant when when I am having a bit of a down day or I'm tired or whatever. It's just a treat to go drive through and see your favorite barista and or brotista or broista, whatever you want to call them, and uh, just buy a coffee. It just it really perks you up. I think there's some kind of magic. There's some t- kind of magic to be had at certain coffee shops. Another good influence or or impact that I've had was through good managers or good supervisors. And that's also what led me to my desire to be a good supervisor to all the teenagers that I I supervise. Um, Were my supervisors at the theme park. They were fun. They were nice. If you messed up, they're just, oh, you know, it's fine. Just do better next time. It'll be, you know... Here's this mistake you made. You know how to fix it. You know how to do it right the next time. So let's just do it, you know, let's just do it better. I had a super fantastic supervisor when I was working in Michigan who was just the epitome of generosity. Anytime I messed up and that was a high stress job, I could not handle that job. It it ate my soul. And I, anytime I messed up, I would just freak out because it's like, I'm going to be eaten for lunch right now because I just messed up. But my supervisor would come over and she'd be like, okay, no, don't do that. We'll fix it. We can fix it and don't do it next time. And that's fine. And she was super casual, but I also knew, obviously knew, okay, yeah, thank you for that, but I'm never going to do that again. And she didn't make it seem like, oh, it's no problem. You know, go do that all the time. It's fine. Make all the mistakes you want. No, 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 no. But yeah, she really put me at ease and had that grace there for me 
to try to do better. And I did. I got better. I mean, I left the job because I was unhappy in Michigan and moved back home. And all of the people in Michigan that I love, it's not because of you. It is not because of you. It is because of the geographical location in which Michigan abides. I can't. And the wind, the wind can't do it. One last thing I wanted to say before I go is a thought that I had. And I think I got it from like a t-shirt or something. It was, it was be the person who your dog thinks you are, but I don't have a dog. And I had thought of it in a way of be the person who your niece or nephew thinks you are. Because if you have a niece or nephew or a grandchild or a younger cousin or a best friend's child who you're like an aunt or uncle to, you'll understand that maybe you act a little bit different around them. Maybe you're just maybe a little nicer. Maybe you have better manners or not. Maybe you're just kind of awful to everyone all the time. Then maybe, you, you know, maybe you should work on that. Uh, but you know, you try, you, you have a little bit more manners. You try to show them a little more manners. You, if you say naughty words, you don't say naughty words around them. I don't actually use naughty words. I think some of them are kind of funny, but I try not to, uh, use them. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's a poignant thought. Are you the person who your niece and nephew think you are? Or are you a completely different person when you're with your peers? And would you be embarrassed or, or a little sheepish or even ashamed if your niece or nephew saw you act or speak the way you do when they're not around? You know, that's, that's something that I think about a lot, personally. So I'm not trying to lay anything on anyone like I said, I'm just sharing my own thoughts and what I'm trying to work on. So this week, that's what I'm going to be thinking about. How to kind of be a positive influence or make a positive impact in people's lives. And not just, you know, those people closest to me in anyone's life. Being extra kind to my barista. You know, well, I'm always kind of my barista. Like I said, they're like, they're like the fairy godmothers of mornings. They, they're fantastic and beautiful and sparkly. And I, I just love them. I don't have to make any extra effort to be nice to them. But uh, maybe the cranky cashier at Walmart. Why do I keep going back to Walmart? I don't know. Cranky cashier. Being extra kind to them or being just a little bit more generous or having a little bit more grace for them. Uh, offering a smile to a homeless person if you're driving by them you know don't just stare past them if you're not going to give them money then don't give them money fine that's your prerogative um, there are scamming scammer people out there you never know but you know don't just stare straight past them like they're nobody smile at them I don't know maybe it makes them feel worse I haven't spoken with a homeless person personally in a long time and I have not asked them personally if it bothers them if people smile at them but I think we're all human I'm human if somebody treats me like I'm not stares past me like I don't deserve their time of day I think that's a little bit hurtful it would it would make me feel bad so 
that would also come down to treat others how you would wish to be treated. So I hope that you can take that into your week and, you know, just be a little bit mindful about who you're impacting. And who knows, maybe they'll come back in a year and tell you about a really funny, hilarious thing you said and you will not remember it, but you will be pleased that they remembered it and that all of your efforts were not in vain. Have a good night.